From Smashing the Plateau, I'm David Schreiner Khan with Going Solo. In this show, we discuss building your own successful business after a late career job loss. A lot of people, I think, when they think about leaving corporate and starting their own business, I hear them talk about starting over. And I just want to really be clear, you're not starting over. You're taking everything you've already learned, all the experience you've already had, and moving it into your next career, whatever that is. Today on episode 67 of Going Solo, I'm speaking with Kathy Guggenauer. Kathy left the rut she experienced in her Fortune 500 corporate job to launch her own marketing consulting business. At first, she was not getting much business. Then she realized what she was doing wrong. Stay with us to hear all the details. If you'd like to share your story on going solo, please get in touch with me at smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome Kathy Guggenauer. After finding the courage to say bye-bye to her corporate marketing career, Kathy built a six-figure virtual assistant business from her tiny house in the middle of a forest. Today, she teaches professional women how to create their own work-at-home VA businesses so they can enjoy the freedom, flexibility, and financial security they desire and deserve. Kathy also offers VA matchmaking sessions to business owners interested in working with expert VAs and virtual experts. Kathy and her expert VA and virtual expert training program have been featured in Forbes, The Huffington Post, Good Housekeeping, All You, and The Wealthy Freelancer. Kathy, welcome to the show. David, thank you so much for having me on here. I am so excited to be interviewed by someone with the breadth and depth of knowledge that you have. Oh, I'm touched, Kathy. I'm really grateful to have you on. Um, I think this is going to be a really important and beneficial conversation for lots of people. So let's get to it. Let's start off by talking about how you had the courage to say goodbye to your corporate career. Yeah, well, I was 40 years old and had not been promoted nor gotten any decent raise at the Fortune 500 company where I had been working for 18 years for several years, like three years. And so I went in to my boss's office and said, why am I not getting promoted? And a couple of years prior to that, he had told me it was because I didn't have my master's degree. So I had gone back, gotten my master's. Uh, my MBA and, you know, with honors and everything. And still the next person who got promoted who didn't have a master's was about 20 years younger than me. <laughs> Not quite 20. She was in her 30s and I was in I was 40. And so I went in and said, why I'm not getting promoted? And he said, do you want to know the truth? And I said, yes, please. I wanted to know the truth to begin with. You laugh and smile too much. And until you change that about yourself, you're never going anywhere in this company. And David, he's right. I laugh and smile a lot because one of my top values is joy and fun. But I literally went back to my little tiny cubicle and cried and thought, how am I going to do this? How am I going to change this about myself? I mean, that was my immediate response. Thankfully, it didn't last long. And I began then to think, what? I don't want to be unhappy. I don't want to not laugh and smile all the time. So I began to look into what else I could do. And within six months, I had a plan for how I was going to start my own business. And I gave my notice. And when I took my letter of resignation into that boss, he looked at me with this look like I was the biggest idiot he'd ever seen. 
And he said, this is the biggest mistake you will ever make. I am not going to accept this resignation. You will never make this kind of money anywhere again. And I just looked at him and said, you have to accept my resignation. You don't have a choice. And not only, and I hadn't thought about this before he said that, okay, but right out of my mouth came, not only will I make this much, I will make twice this much. And I'm happy to tell you that within three years, I had made twice that much as a virtual assistant. Wow. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. And when you walked out the door after giving notice, did you have mm-hmm. any any paying clients at that point or, or was it just still oh. a, a plan? <laughs> it was all on paper. Okay. <laughs> No, I had I had nothing <laughs> but a plan. <laughs> okay, so on the first day that you weren't going into your corporate job, mm-hmm. you had a good plan, or you had a plan, let's say. You had a plan. Mm-hmm. I had a plan. You had a plan, no paying clients. What did you call yourself? So I'm going to give you a really short summary here of what actually happened, because, David, I've, I have noticed that this happens to a lot of people, especially women. I don't know about men, but my plan was in hindsight, it was ridiculous, but I know a lot of people do this. My plan was to sell crafty stuff. This was before Etsy on eBay. That was my plan. (laughs) And that lasted for about six months before I went, what the heck? I am working my fingers to the bone to make, you know, $5, right? But at that time, eBay was so hot and everybody was like, oh, you can make a fortune, blah, 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 blah. I quickly found I do not like any kinds of crafts. I was making soap. I was selling it like crazy, but I could not make a living doing it. You know, I just couldn't produce it fast enough. And so I started traveling with my husband, who was an independent contractor for the same company that I had just left. And we traveled across the U.S. and Canada. And in doing so, I was going to real estate agents' websites and renting or buying homes through them on the on the web. And I began to put together some ideas on how real estate agents could um, improve their websites and market themselves better. And I kept, you know, I'm very opinionated. So I would tell each of them, oh my gosh, you have so much you could do to build your business. And one of them said, well, why don't you do that for me? And I'm like, oh, okay. And he told me that's called being a virtual assistant. I'm like, cool, I'm a virtual assistant. And I got my first client accidentally. So plan B was an opportunity that came to you that was totally unforeseen. That's right. Because I had just given myself a little bit of time off to travel with my husband and figure out, okay, now what's next? Because plan A, eBay selling did not work for me. Brilliant. So fast forward to today, what's your business like? So um, (laughs) let me just share that within, after I got that first VA client, Within six months of that, my husband's career was shot. Um, It was telecommunications and it went into the uh, tank. Companies were shutting down. Nobody could get a job. And we were at the point where, you know, he had no work and I had one client. And I said, let's move to our tiny cabin in the woods, which is where we want to retire anyway. And I can run this business from there. And my husband was like, I don't want to live in that tiny 500 square foot cabin. And you have one client. And I said, do you believe in me? And my husband loves me very much. And he goes, I believe in you. And I said, give me six months. 
So six months later, I asked my husband, I'm like, what do you think? And he goes, you can bury me here. Just throw my ashes here. I never want to go anywhere else. And within that six months, I had gotten 15 clients. I got a coach and a trainer who taught me how to charge more. And within three years, I had 70 clients charging $75 an hour, making multiple six figures and having a team of my own. Now, I continued to grow that. And what I found was I needed uh, VAs who were a much higher level of professionalism than what most VAs are. Because it's so easy to become a VA. You just say, I'm a VA and you're a VA. There's no certification, no anything that is the requirement. So I began training virtual assistants to become the level of professionalism I was looking for. And then my new business took off, which is the virtual expert training program that you mentioned. And that term virtual expert is a trademark that I have because virtual assistants are more seen more at that general admin level of $15 to $25 an hour. And $25 an hour, even in the U.S., is where they're capped. That's where the perception is for the majority of the business owners. When they hear the term virtual assistant, they're like, that's an admin. I'll pay up to $25 an hour. But when I say, what about a virtual expert, without even having to explain what that is, they're like, oh yeah, that's $45 an hour and up. And so that's the business that I've developed. And today, my projection for this year is $1 million in revenue. Wow, that is awesome. Congratulations, Kathy. Yeah, so I showed that, I showed that boss, didn't I? And David, I laugh and smile all the time. <laughs> I can hear that. <laughs> Now, for folks that are that were in corporate like you were in corporate yes. at least as long as you were or sometimes longer and they're starting their own business what I see often happens is they start their own business either as a consultant or a coach using the same expertise that they used in corporate and they were earning a good living in corporate the corporate job has ended often it's not related to the performance of the professional, but because of other circumstances. And especially when you're over the age of 50, it's very hard to get another job at the same the same level, even if you want another job. And many of these folks are kind of burnt out. Right. What they would really rather do is what you've done, which is they want they want out of corporate, they want to start their own business. But what I see is very often they really struggle to even replicate their past compensation. Forget about doubling or tripling it, but they they struggle. Based on your own experience of what you've done and how you now help people use their expertise mm-hmm. to, to to create not only viable but thriving businesses, mm-hmm. what have you learned that could help folks build a consulting or coaching or, or some kind of expertise-based business that will mm-hmm. provide what they need to support their lifestyle? Yeah, thanks for this great question. Because this is what I didn't know coming out of corporate. First of all, let go of your ego. Not let go of your leg, your ego, let go of your ego. <laughs> you know that commercial, let go of my ego? Yes. Let go of your ego because... You know, I didn't think I had an ego. I, I thought I'd been so beaten down by the corporate world that, you know, I was like a little piece of dirt under somebody's foot. But in my own mind, I did have an ego. And when I heard about being a virtual assistant, I thought, I'm not a, an assistant. I'm not a secretary. 
I have an MBA. I have 18 years in Fortune 500 company. And so the actual first title that I gave myself was marketing consultant for real estate agents. And I got no clients, zero, because guess what? Real estate agents didn't want a consultant to tell them how to do the work. They wanted somebody to actually do the work. And when I let go of that ego and thought, you know, if they're willing to pay me, what do I care what I'm called? They know the term virtual assistant right now. This is really early. This is back in 2001, really early in the VA world. And as soon as I shifted that mindset of letting go of my ego and calling myself what they, what in their industry they wanted, my business turned around. The other thing that I recommend is don't price your services based on competition, okay? Other than price yourself at the high end. If you're really good at what you do, the only way you want to look at your competition is what's the highest somebody's charging. And if you believe you're as good or better than they are at the results that you achieve, price yourself higher than them. And when I got that recommendation, I literally had been charging 15 an hour and was struggling and I was getting penny pinchers, you know? And then I got a coach and a trainer who said, you need to go immediately to $75 an hour because your competition is at the high end charging $65 an hour. I thought she was nuts, but I was paying her good money. And and when I pay a coach good money, I'm going to take their advice. So I moved to 55 an hour. That was all I could force myself to do at the time. And I began getting more clients. And then I went to 75 an hour and I got even more clients. And I asked everyone that talked with me, I said, why did you decide to um, consider working with me? And they said, well, you're the most expensive. So I figured you were the best. You're the best, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm the best. So don't compete on low price. Compete on where you're providing the results based on value. And don't let your ego get in the way. And one more, I know I'm going on here a little bit long, I apologize, but one more, which is realize that if you have never worked virtually before, if you've never worked for yourself before, you really do need someone that can help you make that transition because everything you've learned up to now is awesome and it's going to really help you accelerate super fast, but you don't know what you don't know about building a business or working online. And you need someone who has been there and done that and accomplished what you want to accomplish to show you the way. And then you can accelerate really fast. And how did you find the person that you ended up hiring to work with you? Yeah. So I looked for somebody who had already done what I wanted to do, who was already. And David, I like to look at somebody who's like two, at least two levels higher than me. So for example, you know, I was driven to earn six figures. That was like, you know, because that would have been double my income back back in two. I quit back in 1996. Okay. I'm 63 years old now. You talk about not being employable. Oh my gosh. I am so unemployable. It's crazy, right? (laughs) They can't even look at, oh, you know, look at what she's accomplished and go, oh, we need somebody like her to work with. Nope. They look at my gray hair and my wrinkles and go, nope. So I looked for somebody who was earning where I wanted to be and one step higher. Okay, now you might go, well, why one step higher? Because I really wanted to accelerate fast. I didn't want to take tiny baby steps along the way. And I'm assuming that's the majority of people listening to to your podcast, David, because I've listened to your podcast and they are driven. So why take a baby step? Go as fast as possible. So get somebody two steps 
higher than where you want to be, who's already done what you want to do. And they, with within just a very short period of time, can help you. I mean, literally, I went from 15 an hour to 75 an hour in 30 days. That's pretty quick. Yeah. I want to touch on something else, Kathy, which is what was your last role in corporate? I was a marketing manager. So you went from marketing manager initially to marketing consultant, right? Right. And actually, the work that I did as a VA for real estate agents was marketing. That's exactly what I did for them. So I used my experience on my education and still do to this day use it. And David, a lot of people, I think, when they think about leaving corporate and starting their own business, I hear them talk about starting over. And I just want to really be clear, you're not starting over. You're taking everything you've already learned, all the experience you've already had, and moving it into your next career, whatever that is. And you bring a lot. Oh, my gosh. Literally, people come to me and they say, how do you create this such high level of VAs? We didn't even know it was possible to get a VA at that level. And I'm talking about somebody who's professional, proactive problem solver, right? And I say, because I get people who have already been in the professional world, who are already great at working, have great work ethic, know how to run a business or how to, you know, how to manage people. And I just teach them how to convert everything they already do and know into something they're going to love doing from home. That makes sense. And now, Kathy, looking back over what you did, it sounds like you went kind of in two steps. So, Step one was calling yourself a marketing consultant and trying to get work as a marketing consultant. Step two was mm-hmm. an opportunity that you hadn't foreseen came up that led you into a niche where you rebranded yourself to be able to market to that niche. That's right. Literally just changed my title. Everything else was the same. So if you were doing it over again, do you think mm-hmm. you would have been able to have gone straight to the second step? and avoided the first step? Yes, if if I knew what I know now. So back in 2001, there was no one training VAs. There I, there wasn't anybody I could just go, oh, let me, let me Google this and see who's doing this. There was no one. So what I recommend is do research. Number one, do research on what it is you think you want to do and who you think you want to help. That's really what I teach right away, because when you do that and you find out what their problems are and what you can solve for them and what your target market calls that problem. If I had done that with real estate agents, I would have found out very quickly they don't hire marketing consultants, but they hire virtual assistants. Right. And all of that information is easily available online or schedule it. I recommend scheduling a time to talk with your target market. And, you know, most people, if you reach out to them, they'll spend 15 minutes with you and ask them, you know, what challenges are you experiencing? What's keeping you up at night? And record it so you get, or at least take good notes so you get their words, what they call things. And then you're going to know, is this something that I want to do? Is this a problem I can solve? And if it is, now I know what to call it when I talk with people. Yeah, I think that's really important. The market research is very important. Too many people assume they know the answer, but unless you actually ask your target market, you're probably going to be wrong. Identifying what the problem that you can solve based on what you hear. But I think the the real key is what you said, which is paying attention to what your target market calls the person who solves the problem. Right. And calls the solution. That's exactly right. 
Yeah, in their words. Yes. Right. Like, for example, what I do, right, what I do now is I train and coach professional women who want to become virtual experts. Now, does that mean a whole lot to them? No. So when I did my research, which I continue to do to this day, you know, I help them build a business. I help them learn how to market. I help them learn how to sell. Well, guess what? Those words, market and sell, scare the crap out of my target market. They're like, I don't know how to market and I don't want to sell. So instead I asked, what are you struggling with when you think about becoming a virtual assistant? And time and time again, they told me, I don't know how to find clients and then I don't know how to get them. So that's what I call mine. I say, I help you find, get, and keep high paying clients. Perfect. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the formula. <laughs> I love it. Kathy, what's your dream for your business? So I literally just wrote um, my goal, which is 5 million in revenue, and it's going to provide me freedom and power because David, I'm in this to change the world. I believe that the more women, and I keep talking about women because 95% of all virtual experts and virtual assistants are women, but believe me, there is plenty of room for men who are interested in this too. I think this is a hidden gem of an industry that most people don't even know is there for their taking. And quite honestly, David, it is so, and I'm going to say it this way, and please challenge me on this if you want to, but it is so easy to make money as a virtual expert. I called that business my cash cow, because think about how many people are out there now wanting to work online, business owners who need support who need technical support, who need writing, who need graphics, who need you name it, marketing. And all of those things are what a virtual expert does. A virtual expert is an independent contractor. And we just use, I use the title virtual expert because that, again, I did my research and that is what business owners, that's what makes them perk up and go, yeah, that's what I want. I want a virtual expert. Brilliant. Kathy, if someone wants to go deeper with what we've discussed today, learn more or access any resources that you have, where is the best place for them to go? So, David, I have a special URL set up just for your podcast guests, and it is virtualexperttraining.com forward slash going solo. And there they can find additional information. I have a couple of free things that they can review and learn more about what it means to become a virtual expert, uh, what you can specialize in, how quickly you can earn, all of that good stuff. Sounds great. Well, Kathy, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Going Solo and share your experiences and your insights. My guest today has been the owner of Virtual Expert Training, Kathy Guggenauer. Thank you again, Kathy, for joining us. David, thank you so very much. This was so much fun. I could talk to you all day long. Thanks, Kathy. When you visit the Going Solo website, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Today, we learned how to build your own virtual expert business and much more. If you'd like to share your story on Going Solo, please get in touch with me at smashingtheplateau.com. Remember to subscribe on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review if you can. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.